It is another week and another episode of the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm so excited you are here. I am your host, Ruby Lynn. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can hit subscribe here. You can also go to thegrannypantypodcast.com. If you'd like to follow me, it's super easy. You can go to iamrubylynne.com. It's all things Ruby. That's where the good stuff happens. My guest this week, I am just so impressed. He's been in this industry as a male talent, as a camera person, as a writer. He produces some of the scenes he does, but over 40 years in one aspect or another in this industry. I'm excited to hear today how he has evolved, not only as a male talent in this industry, but also facing some health issues that can be detrimental if you get naked for a living. So help me welcome the amazing J. Crew. I'm so excited to come face to face with someone that I discovered and he is super handsome and I love that he's mature. So welcome to the show, Jay. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here in more ways than one. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I have been watching you on Twitter and some of your scenes and I was like, I need to know this person. I first heard of you, I think, from Beth McKenna. I think she may have shot with you. Oh, yeah. Beth and I have been together a couple of times, yes. Yeah, and so I was like, I need to know who this handsome, gray-haired guy is. So I'm glad you're here today. I can't wait to to hear your story. I mean, you've been in the business a long time. Yes, 20-something years? Is it 26 years? I've been in the industry for 40 years. 40 years. Okay. I've been performing for, it's hard to really put a a date on it because Mm -hmm. when I started when I was young, I was uh, working behind the camera as a cameraman. Oh, okay. And this was in, in 84, 85. And that's when video uh, on videotape, there was the boom. Like mm-hmm. everything was now being shot on this new thing called video, where before it was all done on film. So uh, here I am straight out of the military as a cameraman. And uh, I love telling the story of how did I get into the adult? Everybody has their own road that they took to get right. to it. Mine was, I was working for a company that rented equipment. And so I was tasked with the job to deliver and set up equipment. So as I did, I showed up, knocked on the door, door opens up, naked girls are walking all over the place. The guy looks at me and goes, does this bother you? And I go, uh, nope. Okay. (laughs) Set the equipment up over there and, uh, come back tomorrow to pick it up. No problem. So I do that. When I come back, he said the next, pick it up. He goes, uh, next week, same time. Okay, can do. Same thing. Knock on door, door opens up, naked girls all over the place. 
Set the equipment up over there. Okay. By the way, can you shoot camera? And oh. I, went, I go, why, yes, I can. I was trained in the military as a cameraman. And that's how I got into porn. That is amazing. And by the way, thank you for your service. <clears throat> oh, thank you. You were a camera and photographer for the military. Now that in and of itself sounds interesting. It was. I mean, we would do things such as commander calls. We would do how-to videos like, you know, uh, how to use a screwdriver, how to install a toilet, you know, stuff. Gotcha. Like it was, yeah. It, you know, and if uh, if there was an accident or something that happened, we would mm -hmm. be called to go to it and document it for the military. So that was kind of it. It was fun. But I, awesome. I knew I, I needed to get out because it was... You know, not where I saw myself home. staying for 20 years. Right, right. And so, to be trained and come out and use those skills is amazing, too. Because I know a lot of times oh, yeah. that doesn't happen. Exactly. So, yeah, I was so, very thankful that I got that official training in the military. That is amazing. So you started running camera for some porn sites. For uh, for one gentleman in particular, because I lived in Arizona, uh, which all the adult was being shot in California. It was just this one guy like doing his stuff there in Phoenix. And about, uh, I would say, uh, two or three shoots into it, he goes, you think you'd want to be uh, in front of the camera? And I go, I just got into a relationship. I don't, you know, let's. As time went on, as it always does, uh, you know, I'm sitting there shooting some guy and it's just not happening. And the director looked at me and goes, you want to go give it a whirl? And I said, sure. So for the next seven years, oh. I was a stunt cock. I love it. So nobody saw my face. All they ever saw mm -hmm. was my cock. I would mm -hmm. then, you know, the whoever was struggling, they would just do all the soft core positions. Yep. And then I would go in and they would insert me into all the hardcore positions. So literally, literally yeah. speaking. <laughs> so, you know, I, I today I still have guys who uh, like I'll go to a show or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, this one particular gentleman, it was very obvious. He's Latino. I'm as white as you can be. Right. I had to work with this one girl because he couldn't. And this was 20, maybe 25 years ago. And he'll till, still tell the story that the scene that he did with this girl that I filled in was up for an award. Oh. And he goes, and he's the one who made me, you know, the star I am, you know. So it was kind of funny. That but, you know, people... Cool. That people don't really care. Wait a second. That's not a Latino cop going in there. They didn't care. It was a beautiful They're girl. They're so worked that... up by that point that it doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm so, surprised. You know, I've had a, a few male stars on that got their start by being in some other position on the set and mm -hmm. being offered that, come in, we need this shot now. It's a lot easier and harder now than it was back right. then. And what I mean, what I mean about that is, in the '80s up until mid mid to early '90s, there was no testing. 
Gotcha. So virtually right. anybody can do whatever. <clears throat> it's funny. Girls would walk in and <clears throat> what I loved about the 80s, girls were so horny during that time. They would walk in and they didn't know who they're going to have sex with. They're just looking going, oh, you? No, I'm camera. You? You know, that, you know, that type of a deal. And so, and that's why when a stunt was needed, there was never a, an issue. You know, everybody wants to collect, check, go home, you know? And so, sure, okay, send them on in, and there you go. Um, today, you have the ability with websites and yeah. uh, all the different social uh, uh, platforms that you could be on that you could sell your likeness and your content to that makes it where people can start off somewhere else and then yes. transition into yes. like, have to test. Right. Right. Yeah. And not everybody's tested every, every single day or week or, you know, on a schedule. Yeah. So that does make it harder to jump in and, and the, at the hot last moment. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, can you jump in? My test is 24 hours to a last. Sorry, you can't test. Right, right. right. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So once you got in front of that camera, you stayed there, right? I stayed on both sides. That's what I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed being on both aspects of <laughs> the camera. Mm -hmm. I love putting imageries together. I enjoy being the eyes of the person watching because mm -hmm. if I like what I see and how I'm showing it to you, hopefully you too are enjoying what I'm watching because I'm virtually right there next to it. Yes. So if, yes. if I hear something, see something, sh I show something and, and, mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a little dance, as I always refer to it, when you're shooting sex. You know, you, you have to move with everybody to be yeah. able to entertain everyone. So, And then with being a performer, knowing what it is that the eyes or the people want to see right. always allows you to, in a very natural way, open, where it doesn't look yep. so staged. Right. Uh, so that everybody can see what it is that you're doing. Uh, yes. And so I get, I'll get other camera operators, editors and all like that, who will uh, reach out to me and say, thank you for what you did. You made mm -hmm. my job easy where some other guys are just, you know, right. as operators or uh, editors or something like that, struggling to get to see something. Because you got too many guys, I hate saying or singling out the young guys, but the young guys think, you know, it's all about how hard you can go. Right, right, right. Are you still doing behind the camera work now? Yes. Or yes. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for and years, I would. I've shot with every big company there ever has been. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and. Currently, I'm uh, I've been shooting for uh, Team Skeet, is the latest okay. large company. I was working with Brazzers and Reality King, that but that's another story for another day on what happened yeah. with that. And then I'm currently working 
with a company that's called Jeff's Models that works nice. with predominantly uh, BBW women. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I mentioned before we went live, there are so many sites that I'm every time I have a guest on, I think I learn about more sites, different studios. There's a lot out there. Yes. Yes. There is. There's probably uh, to show you uh, back when I started in the 80s, when film was the king of the porn world, and there was, you know, the, the big cinematics that were being made. They would only do between 12 to 15 features a year. Wow. That was it. Yeah. When video came out, they started, I mean, it was like out the gate. They were doing 200 movies a month. Wow. So to go from those extremes. Now, between <laughs> film features, there was the what they would call the loops, the 16 or okay. the 8 millimeter mm -hmm. loops. Gonzo, whatever you want to call it, you know, that that always happened. But to translate from 15 features to 200. Right. So it, the, it saturates real fast, <laughs> but the, the consumer just was, we want more, more, more. So, yeah, that's how that's how it exploded until the advent of the uh, Internet. So, which, yeah, for sure. Which changed everything and then now we're now we're streaming and, and whatnot and it then also has changed how things yes. are done <clears throat> for sure so one of the questions talk to me about aging as a male talent in this industry how has that evolved for you as you get older because i know for for me i came into this older so I can't, I don't really have any experience about evolving, but I know some of the challenges as a female aging mm -hmm. in this industry. So tell, talk to us about from the male perspective, since you've been in this industry so long. Well, the one thing about the men, it has always <laughs> been, it was never really exclusively a young man's game. It, you know, in the seventies and eighties, there were mature men back then uh, because, you know, yeah. they, ha they had the acting ability, they had the performance abilities and stuff. So that carried them through the 80s into the 90s and whatnot. It was always about the young girl. And so, you know, the ones fresh off the bus type of a deal. Right. So that's why the next young thing was always replacing the previous young thing. And so that's why uh, in the female world, uh, you get in at 18, legally, to 24, unless you were a megastar or something like that, you can get past 24-ish. Into yeah. you know, Very rare did you find somebody in the third, their 30s and on up because they were constantly being replaced. Men, it wasn't about that. It was, if you were hard and you can perform, all we want to see is that young girl get Yeah, yeah. Now we, now we uh, progress to where we are right now, where we have all these genres that are available. And so uh -huh. younger, older, MILFs, which was very beneficial for women that this category came up. So all of a sudden now they are in need of the 
30 plus. Right. Because the 18 to 24 couldn't fit that niche. Right. So, so the transition out of one just led you into another. So you have longevity now. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, it was make what you can. By the time you're 24, you're working in some office someplace. Gotcha. Gotcha. So with uh, back to the mail, which was the question, is that uh, for myself, the older, younger has been the niche that I was put into, which I really don't have a problem with that. Yeah. That, you know, I embrace the whole grandfather. Uh, he's, he's not my grandpa. You know, I, uh, I'm fine with that because I am one over many times. Same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've got, I got 12. Number 10 is due next month for me. <laughs> Number 10 grandbaby. <laughs> and out of that, I have three that are greats. Oh my gosh. Okay. You got me beat. You got me beat. I gotcha. I got most people beat <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you do. You do. So that that's how it, it, again, it's been easier for the males to, you know, to keep going. It's not an right, issue for them. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's understandable. And I know like my niche is definitely stepmom, you know, that kind of thing. And so I'm sure that you're the stepdad, the uncle, Mm -hmm. the... Yep. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I just, you know, for a long time when I got in the industry, I'd say probably the first year and a half, I fought that. I'm like, no, not doing any stepmom stuff. No, no, no. Because I am a real stepmom. And then Mm -hmm. I said one day, I'm leaving a lot of cash on the table by not leaning into this because it's kind of like, this is what my fans want. And so I just leaned into it and it's, it's went crazy and been a lot of fun actually. (laughs) No, I, I agree with you. It's, it was on the moral side of who you are, you would never do that. Right. Yeah. Never. And it, it's it's like, okay, but I have to use my experience because I, too, was a stepfather. You know, I was raised in a yeah. step family type of a deal. So you, you you just draw from your experiences and, you know, and turned into the fantasy that somebody wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's purely for the cash I was missing out on for sure. Yeah. So that brings me to a question kind of, we're kind of speaking of leaning into, you faced a health challenge in the past few years, and you kind of shared that a little bit with me earlier. I'd like to kind of delve into that more about how that's affected your career and the solutions you've come up with to deal with it. Sure. You don't mind speaking to that? No problem. It's... It's a topic that I do like to share because it was something that was a surprise to me mm-hmm. that I, because I felt nothing, knew nothing. I was just struggling along like most of us will. Mm-hmm. If you're not somebody who is always in need of going to the doctor and stuff like that, uh, you could tough guy it through anything, you know. And that's how I was, you know, I've never had an issue with anything health wise, but fortunately for me, I I did spend some time in the military and, uh, 
then I had to, uh, I reached out and got into the VA uh, group. And mm-hmm. and that started like uh, when I was 55. I said, hey, let's, let's just check this VA out. Let's just get a, a handle on my health if needed. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that if it wasn't for the VA, I may not be here today. And why I say that is, it's just your, you get that little notice, come in, we need to do some blood work and mm-hmm. urine, you know, okay, you go in. And I get this, uh, this message from the doctor and said, we'd like to have you come back in for some more tests. Nobody ever likes to hear that, but I'm going, no. okay. We went in and he explained that uh, my PSA levels were rise it had risen a little bit and so they'd mm-hmm. like to check it out i said mm-hmm. have no idea what you're talking about and yes. it's about your prostate and i go oh okay let's you know i've right. no signs no this that and the other uh so the next step was uh you know uh i went in for an mri which was an experience oh yes if, you, if you've never done one it's definitely one of those wow that was intense. Um, and then uh, once those results came back, uh, the doctor spoke to me. We see a little some spots. We need to go in and check on them. I go, okay, I'm in your hands. Right. Went in for the biopsies, which was a lot of fun. And I joked through yeah. the whole. I joked through the whole thing. The doctor couldn't believe I was oh. being humorous while he was zapping my prostate through my butt okay anyway that came back and it came back uh conclusive that i did have uh prostate cancer now they said uh there's two uh, orbs of it and on one side Mm -hmm. it was the non-aggressive uh cancer which means Every male's going to have it. It's just something that's just, it'll take until 60 to 85 before it'll ever do anything to you. Okay. But on the other side, I had uh, an area which was on the aggressive side. And okay. on the aggressive side, it was on the low end of aggressive. And I go, okay, there's high end aggressive, low end. I go, doesn't sound good, but they go, right. what we'd like to do is... Uh, Treatment is either, you know, radiation and chemo and all like that. But that's something that we would advise you not to do because it would limit your options if, in fact, it were to come back later on in your life. Since I'm already old enough not to have kids anymore, Mm -hmm. uh, we, my wife and I, elected to say, let's go with the uh, removal. And did that. I've never, Ruby, I've never given myself up in such a way that I did the day that I went in for surgery. My wife's a nurse, and she says there are people who just fight the help that's trying to be provided to them. And I went in there, and I just I just gave myself up. I mean, I literally just went limp and said, I do what you need to do. And it was, they were amazing. Okay. And I'm very blessed that uh, I dealt with them and that it was successful. 
And then I was now on to the recovery part of it. I'm glad it was successful too. And are you cancer-free at this point, your screenings and everything? Yes. I've now gone wow. through, since surgery, I've now gone through three uh, screenings and I am showing zero as far as the PSI, PSA goes. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. That is good. That is but, good. But it's part of the recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I have found that it is, it's different for every, every uh, male. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're not all, how do I say, not all of us have the same career. Uh, right. I was going to say, how has this affected, you know, I was your career? The uh, Let me just back step a little bit. Uh, while I, in the uh, diagnosing of my, uh, my wife goes, uh, hey, uh, you need to tell them what it is that you do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And so I told them and they go. Oh, you're in front of a camera. Well, we need to take special care of your uh, nerves because a lot of times they they <laughs> they won't take as uh, the same amount of care as they were referring to because a lot of guys of that age age meaning I I don't put myself in there. Most men who come in for this, they're in their <laughs> late seventies, early eighties. Wow, they're not they're not jerking off anymore. So to have the, to have the orgasm, it's no, you know, but since you're wanting to continue in the work, they go, Oh, we'll take care of those. We'll make sure each one of those little nerve endings are, you know, is uh, pristine as possible, which they did. That is awesome. It was six weeks after surgery. I had to notify my, uh, my uh, urologist. I go, uh, hey, I got a, I got a Woody today. And he, went, he goes, really? And I go, oh, yeah. And he goes, well, okay, uh, men your age, after surgery, that usually doesn't happen until like nine months up to wow. 18 months after surgery. You and had I'm, good muscle memory. <laughs> so here I am at, uh, you know, five weeks. And, and mm-hmm. I go, and I, uh, you know, I kind of played with it. And he goes, and I go, well, I had a little, uh, and I describe it because this is how you women always describe it. You women always go, honey, it's okay. I had a little, oh, it's no problem. I'll take care of it myself. Tell me you haven't said that. <laughs> okay. So you women can have from a little O. To a big O, okay? Us men are usually more like this. It's the same orgasm intensity-wise. It never really goes way over the top or really goes way under. It's, it's there. So I said to him, I had this little, you know, it's just that you felt this tingle. And he goes, wow, that, that's not supposed to happen. Men your age... This Don't really shouldn't men your age. I know he kept using that term, men your age. And I go, okay, uh anyhow, uh so as time was going on, uh, it was eight weeks after surgery. Okay. I was in, invited to be a part of the team skeet feature 
which I they they wanted me as a non-sex performer mm-hmm. throughout it, and then they were going to have this orgy at the end. The director, who's a friend of mine, goes, "Do you think you want to partake in the orgy?" I go, "Yeah." So I went in there. It was really cool, uh, and I was able to and I. Eight weeks after surgery, I actually did better than some of the guys who were performing in the movie. Wow. And so I told my doctors that, and they got, okay, this, I, we can't explain that. You know, you're just a freak or something like that. And that's why I'm going, yeah, me, me good, you know. You're a medical miracle. Yes. Until it was probably three months after surgery, it was in November mm-hmm. last year. I, I'm, I'm doing a scene with a beautiful young lady and all like that. And he just thistled out. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. I, you know, just give me a moment. I kept working back up trying to, so it was one of these things that I was not accustomed of doing is, you know, uh, petering out, losing energy, right. losing stamina, right. you know, type, uh, or even at the point started to think I was losing interest. It was just, it was so right. weird. Okay. Maybe it's a fluke because I did so good before. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the more scenes I was doing after that, I kept uh, nose diving. Okay. To the point where I'm, I'm stressing out. Sure. Okay. Uh, I've always said I would be in this industry as long as I was having fun. Right. And I've had fun for 40 years. Last year at that time, I was struggling. Okay. So I, I put myself on a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come back. As soon as you're ready to come back, we need you. We need you for this scene, this scene, these scenes, and all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I'm... Mm, back together. And as I said to you earlier, I always felt as a performer, I was always giving that 110%. Sure. And the doctor said, you should be able to recover and be anywhere between 80 to 90% of what you, what you once were. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Until I realized that my 110 versus now the 80. Mm-hmm. Is not the same to me. Right. And there lies the issue that I'm now having. It's no longer a physical issue. It's mm-hmm. more of a mental issue. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I be the 65 year old now that I'm a recovering 66 year old? And that's where the, the uh, I'm working through these issues right now, trying to gotcha. understand. I got to be a new person. I can't be the old J of 65. I have to be the new J right. crew right. at 66. So it, it's, I get to say to you guys out there, you know, uh, if you're having issues, I understand it. Okay. Uh, it is part, the majority of what I'm dealing with which is stress related is all Mm -hmm. mental and that I just have to find calmness in my own head in order to, uh, 
you know, be satisfied with whatever I'm able to perform with. Right. And, you know, it's like coming from the social work world as well and dealing with anxiety and, and that kind of thing. The more you panic, the more you panic, you know, mm-hmm. and it just keeps building. And and I can't imagine, you know, how that felt to you. And, but, and I went to my doctor and I said, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's going on and all like that. My doctor had to set me down and go, you have to understand something. What you went through, because there was other mm-hmm. s- backstory stuff that happened in my sure. life during that time frame, which I may have not been thinking about it at the time, but is now reality was setting in. Sure. She goes, all of that is now present inside your head and now Mm -hmm. your body and your mind are kind of like together and all that stress that's in there is causing a chemical reaction in you Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. keeping you from being able to achieve an erection Mm -hmm. you could take as much viagra as you want you could take as you could inject as many times as you want you're already producing the chemical that cancels everything out because you're stressed. Wow. Okay. I was wondering why I'm popping these pills, you know, which is never any good. I'm, you know, raising the dose up and shooting your dick. Mm -hmm. It's never fun, you know? No. And, and I'm looking at it going, I, I, I don't know what's going on. No, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Call somebody else in, and then that just fed into the, you know. Oh, yeah. That's that downward spiral. The yeah, mind is the, a powerful thing. It is. And that's why I've taken uh, almost a year off. I've, okay, I got, I, I will admit I did try. I tried again in June, and I was, I was pretty pleased with myself until self got a little too excited yeah, and yeah. was, you know, as the last minute and a half of this content that I was doing, which figured let's do content. I don't have to worry about paying people or people paying me. Get that little stress off. This is just having, just having do fun. You. Yeah. I went a little too far out, came in a little too quick and. Yeah. Broke him. Had a doctor's appointment the next day, and he goes, "Yep, you're not gonna be able to use that for at least six to eight weeks." Oh my gosh! So now I'm dealing with um, a bent dick that I'm trying to recover and recoup from. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking at him, going, "Not only is he not a hundred percent, hundred ten percent of what he once was." Now his 80 to 90% is slightly bent. And so once again, it's in the head. Right, right, right. It's a lot so to I deal need, with. It, it's, it's really. <laughs> it's a lot to deal with. It is. Especially in this industry. I mean, because we are so vulnerable. We're naked on camera. We're having mm-hmm. to perform. And exactly. It just doesn't get any more raw and real than that. Exactly. I mean, just doesn't. That's a very vulnerable. But but here you are. You're still performing, though. You're still shooting for studios, and you're working mm-hmm. your way through it. 
Yes. And I think that's amazing. I think you are a role model for men in this industry. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. If anything, I want to be a, a voice for men to uh, know what they have to, what they're potentially going to have to deal with later on in their uh, as they're getting older. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm there's that, not a, there's not very many guys over the age of fifty five in our industry. Okay. There's a handful. And there's the, even a smaller handful that are over 60. So Yeah. Well, I was shocked when I read your age. I told you that earlier. I thought you were mid-50s. I thought you were my age. Aw, it's so sweet. I'm kind of excited like, to shoot with you because uh, for once, I can be like the younger. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can be the stepped. <laughs> I know the the, but, the little scenarios we could come up with. That's not a problem. You know, you could. I know my mind's could, kind of going crazy now. Yeah, you could be you. You could be my uh, my son's wife, and you guys are having some, you know, some issues, and you know, and and you're you're just looking for some guidance, and I, I you know, it. I just will guide you right down between my legs, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I like so, being I like being that type of character. I love it. Well, thank you for being you know, telling your story and being vulnerable about that. No problem. I think that you will help a lot of people, you know, our listeners will definitely appreciate that. Uh what projects do you have going now? Let's talk about What's coming up? What's 20? Do you have some, any big scenes coming up for 2024? Yes. Well, right now I'm trying to, as you know, trying to organize a content scene. Uh, I'm trying to organize a Christmas themed BBW Christmas. That's amazing. So I want to play Santa and I'm going to have Mrs. Claus, who's a BBW, and we're going to have four, up to four BBW elves and two male elf helpers. And uh, I love it. And the the idea is is that um, you know the toys they're making aren't aren't big enough, or some somebody threw that idea out. You know, we got to do something to change something, and you know. And one thing leads to another, and then uh, Santa and the elves uh, with the helpers. It's just one big, you know, orgy. That's so, amazing. That sounds awesome. And I'm what? Trying to, uh, trying to get that done by the first week of December so everybody could have it to release for Christmas. And will this be more of a content trade, or are you shooting this for a studio? This is for a studio where they are. They will give edited the edited scene, and we're gonna. I'm gonna do little 15, ten to fifteen minute Santa clips of each one of the girls, so that they use for promotional as well, and give it to them. So it'll be edited in time before the holidays. That's great. Oh, that sounds like That's a what lot I'm of fun. Trying to do. That will be a lot of fun. That's exciting. And then any travel coming up for you? Do you do any of the conventions, anything like that? 
it's it's difficult for me to do the conventions. Uh, I I like doing the uh, the Vegas AVN. Yeah. That way, I get to see people I haven't seen in a long time. You know, do the little networking. Uh, but honestly, Ruby, right now, the only time I get to see people that I knew in the past was in one of two ways: seeing them at the AVN show mm-hmm. or seeing them at a memorial. Oh, yeah, I know. I hear you. As we get older, it seems like there's a lot more funerals. Yeah, we just we lost a a, a good a good friend of mine, uh, a legend in the adult industry. He started in the 70s. Uh his name was Herschel Savage. Yeah. Um, I went to his memorial 2 weeks ago and got to see some people mm-hmm. I haven't seen in easily 10 years, which it's mm-hmm. sad. It you is. Know, the only way we get to see each other is either at a show. Yeah. Or at a memorial. Yes. Well, I, that was certainly a huge loss for the industry. But all right. As we wrap up, where can people find your work? Oh, OnlyFans. Yeah, where can got, they find you? I got you know I got your typical OnlyFans. I got your mini vids. I got your, your whatever you know. So yeah, my OnlyFans is uh, at jcrew57. Because you know, as you said, you're fi- you know 57. I represent the year 1957. So Woo-hoo. yeah, gotta I be proud. And and there you can find all the other links. So, but you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I like to, uh, help promote people that I know that I've been with, uh, you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll throw a few things out there saying, Hey, or whatever, but it's mostly, I like to help others get their, their fan base up. Just, you know, that's amazing. That is amazing. I like staying in touch with people that way. So Mm -hmm. as I book. I think your next thing is to write a book. I've been asked to do that many times. The one thing about me trying to write a book is dates and names. Yeah. You know, it's got, oh yeah, I knew that happened somewhere in the eighties and you know, cause I do have stories. I have amazing stories of what has happened to me in my life that people are going, wow, that's, that's cool. You know? That so is maybe cool. maybe one of these days I could. I love it. Well, I'll buy a copy the minute it comes out. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. I am excited to hopefully see you in January. I'll mm-hmm. be in LA for X3. So hopefully we can find time to, to meet. Oh, yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And I can't wait to see more. Oh, I can't wait to see more, too. I've been trying to peek over the the sea down there and see if I can see a little something, something. (laughs) There you go.